This month's podcast is sponsored by In-House Media. In-House Media is offering their Black Friday deals through the end of January. They have two-page websites for $600 and radio ads for $100. This lasts through, like I said, all the end of January. But that's not all. When you go to www.inhousemediaofficial.com and use the promo code BURTONBEAT at checkout, you will get 10% off each item. If you're trying to get your business off the ground, you definitely need to go check them out. so much everybody we have fire creek here with us you cleaning your shirt off okay cool um <laughs> so uh we are sponsored by in-house media um and uh dope water which we have right there in front of us i don't know if you guys can see it but it's that little little bottle right there thank you all, all by itself and, and i believe we can tell vanna white that if she needs a day off we got we got you on the standby Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am Jeff. This is Mark. Yeah. Burton Raccoon. Burton Raccoon. Yeah. He's he's most famously known by the Burton Raccoon. Uh, and uh, who do we who do, can you guys introduce yourselves? I liked his name so much. I thought I'd use it too. So I'm Mark also. <laughs> I'm Kaya. I'm Logan, the band calls me Barty, and my friends, but my real name's Logan. I'm Brett Howard. I'm Tom, AKA Noodles. Noodles. Is there a, uh, is, is there a, a meaning behind that? Yes. I you throw... didn't talk into the mic. Yeah, you guys got two mics over there. <laughs> not used to this. I throw pasta at people. You throw... <laughs> no, I, I have a way of getting distracted and start playing my bass at loud volumes while the band is trying to do something else and I'm just not paying attention so I just constantly noodling so he calls me noodles. Noodling. I get yelled at a lot at rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's musician terms, noodling. Noodling. Oh, noodling, yeah. So noodles, I guess. That's, that's, that's really cool. Noodles and noodles. All right. Um, so Fire Creek. Okay, so where are you, where are you guys from? Uh, you go talking to the yeah. mic. We practice out of the Sports Creek area. Sports Creek. Uh, everybody here is from you know, all over Tennessee County, spread all over. Yeah, I guess technically I live in Chiawassee County, but still just like about 15 minutes away from Brett's. We'll try not to hold that against you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're within 30 minutes of the practice place. Okay. Kind of our hell house. Where do you guys practice? We got an outbuilding, kind of like Leonard Skinner did, the hell house, and whether it's hot or cold, we jam, and all the time, at least three days a week. Put it to it. I've been there. Yeah, Mark's been there a couple times at least. Yeah, we jammed a few times. I've never seen you over there. Uh, that was like what, 2017? Yeah, so you need to come over wow. again. Yeah, no, I know. I keep getting the invite, but schedules, all that, so. It's We're priorities. Very busy. It's not scheduled, it's priorities. Yeah, it's priorities. <laughs> so, how did y'all come together? <laughs> Lately, I met Barty. What year was it? 16? 2016. 2016. He was just 
17 years old out of high school, I think. But anyway, I wrote a bunch of songs in about 20 years' time. And um, got with him, found out he played guitar, so we met, we just started jamming together. I said, man, let's try and record some of these, you know, see what it sounds like. So we recorded and hired more or less studio musicians to help us out with the rest of the instruments. Like what happened, and then uh, said, let's put a band together. So started meeting different people. I met Mark while I was working my day job. He's an inspector for the county. Ooh. And uh, he was over <laughs> talking about recording studios and this and that. And I said, man, I said, you're in music. So we got talking and I got on my knees and begged him to come over. And he did some drumming for us and been in and out. He's done a lot about most of our studio work. I'd say half of it. Okay. Yep. And um, so Tom, I had to beg him, steal him from another band for about two years. <laughs> and uh, he finally came over and tried us out. And I still play with them. Yep. Okay. Tomorrow I'll be playing with and, <laughs> yeah, what band is that? No, it's, it, you know, it's almost like an open mic situation. It's this group of goofballs that gets together on a Friday night just for fun. They call themselves the Country Blumpkins. And it's on like a Friday evening, you know, just a bunch of dudes being dudes. Um, so Brett, I think, heard about the place, whatever, and he came up there, and I think you saw me play bass a couple times, and you were like, oh, it's man, come jam. on. Yeah, so it's, it's, it really is. It's a, it's a bunch of really nice guys just having a good time. 15, 20 different musicians from everywhere in all different bands. Yeah, honestly, I don't even count as musicians, but... It's um, almost a secret. They just go in this little old shack in the middle of the woods. <laughs> kind of. In a space eater and all He's not jams. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> jam from like... The power will be out. Nine till four in the morning. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's the blump. Uh, so as a way of sort of surviving. We call it the blump. Yeah, so just a big but mystery. That's right, that's, that's Is there an angel involved? Every instrument you can think of. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of different stuff I've never heard of. You might not see guys for like a couple of years, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, they'll show up. Whatever. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty fun time. But yeah, I just happened to meet him on Instagram there, and we decided that. So he was noodling. Noodling. I was noodling out there. Yes, man, that guy can really noodle. I said, dude, I gotta get a hold of this fella. So I've been working on for about two years. Well, we've been jamming. He's like, nah. I don't know if the band things what I want to get into, you know, blah, blah, blah. I finally talked to him into coming over. I didn't really steal it from anybody. No. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> we stuck around, and that was that. So we all kind of had our core group, foundation-wise. And then Kaya came in this past summer, and she was actually singing backup vocals for us. Yeah. And I was singing. I had another fellow singing. And uh, she came up to me, and she's like, I think to sing weed. And I was like, well, if you want to do it, give her a crack. She got on stage and she owned it. I said, looks like you're our new lead singer. And well, we, we already know that because uh, yeah. from our, uh, our hometown days. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you see her on the uh, karaoke circuit. She's oh, out yeah, there we, uh, killing it. Right. Yeah. We did a karaoke circuit, I guess. Yep. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> So that's actually so, uh, Kaya. You, uh, you're actually our uh, first female that we've had on yep. the the podcast. No way. Yeah, cool. yeah. So this is our this is our fifth episode, right? Yes. Yeah, fifth episode. So all it's a big sausage fest every week. So every month. So yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're you're on. You're bringing us some diversity. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you're outnumbered right now. Yes, but, but not not as part of not as part of a, of a band, really. That's true. That's so. exactly true. Well, here I am. There will be more coming. Like, say, the first one. Right. Great. I, I'm 
I'm proud to be the first one. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. So, all right. So you're the singer, and you're the drums. And what what's our specific uh, uh, instruments over here? I play uh, guitar. Brett and I both do rhythm and lead. It really just depends on the song, especially our originals, because like um, it seems like the ones Brett writes the rhythms to, I end up coming up with a lead to. And a lot of times, the ones I write songs to, he'll come up with the lead for so it just kind of depends on who comes up with the song and has the ideas first and what works with the song um and yeah and then also the covers we do we just kind of um brett plays a strat and i got the gibson tone so it's just kind of whatever fits the song more is who takes the lead usually so you'll learn more about tones as you go on into the you know guitar thing just got, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, you just got a guitar. So yeah, no, it was, he's giving me shit because I, 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 I just, I, I am a musician, but I, I mostly sing. So I, I've been singing quite some time. But um, I, I just got a guitar for Christmas. My uh, beautiful girlfriend uh, Tiffany gave me a guitar for Christmas, and I've been wanting to. I, I know how to play a little bit. I know some chords, but I don't know how to. I can't get down to playing and singing at the same time. It's it's using your whole brain for doing that, and it's I have ADHD, and it's either one or the other sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, but I I I am trying to I, well, cause cause prior prior to Christmas, uh, I had I had got a guitar case, and without the guitar. So it was. I had. I had a plan. I had a plan that I was. I was going to assemble. Assemble what I wanted for my future. So. Like when guys get the Harley T-shirt and then the guy get the Harley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I. I also struggled with. Uh, I'm not much of a singer, but like sometimes around the campfire, acoustic guitar, I'll sing. But I had the same problem, like with the timing at first. But what helped me is just like pick one song and just play the rhythm over and over until it's like second nature to you and like uh then try to sing over it because you won't have to think about the guitar as much and once you do that with a few songs then it, it like gets easier after that i feel like it's like second nature yeah mm -hmm. all right so well, tell the story why and the reason why you actually wanted a guitar which you know rest in peace i <laughs> yeah so okay so i had a, a friend who, who 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 played guitar is really good. A guy uh, from high school, um, and uh, he ended up getting cancer. And he wasn't remission, he was doing good, but it came back full force, and it took him, and I'm like, all right, so I kind of, I, I kind of, I don't want, like, his memory to fade, so I was like, okay, I, I feel like, I, I, you know, I'm lucky enough to survive what I've went through, Maybe I can, and, and owed to him, I can start playing guitar. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's a tribute. Yeah, tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick with it. Whether you're a fast learner or a slow learner, as long as you keep learning. It's no, the best I am thing. a slow learner, so it will take me some time. But yeah. So all right. So what? Okay. So <laughs> guitar, guitar, guitar. I think guitar. Is where we were. At. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I play bass, um, but I also do keyboards. At least in the studio, I can't obviously do both at the same time. Yeah, play live, but I'll play it doesn't stop from trying. Though. It doesn't yeah. stop from trying. I have tried before, and it's you know, like you say, it's hard to sing and play guitar at the same time. Try to like 
Those look awesome. I'd love to try one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried one yet. Because yeah. I mean, what's who's that? Who's that one guy? He's got. I, I've seen him. Well, because there's there's people out there who are just freaking amazing, who have like they're like it looks like three guitars all together and they're playing. That's Steve Vai. Well, yeah. Well, I saw somebody on whatever some video on Facebook the other day where a guy had like a bass and a keyboard that was like one instrument and he could just hit the, the strings on the bass and play a bass line and then have like a melody keyboard line with his right hand, which is kind of, if you look at it, when you're playing a keyboard, you are playing the bass line with your left hand and the melody line with your right hand, but yeah. he was doing it, I guess, just in a different method, but it was like strings and then keys on the same instrument. It was bizarre, but he sounded great doing it. I mean, it was articulate, you know, and it was just strange, I guess. Because I've seen where they have, uh, where they've got like a guitar, like for each hand. Well, those yeah. are greedy musicians who are trying to get well, three, three and four yeah. times for yeah. one of the Steve Vai, well, there you go. Steve Vai done that. <laughs> they want to be their own band, so they want to take, they don't want to split the check. You know? <laughs> yeah. Steve Vai did that, but also there's another guitar called, or a guitarist, uh, Michelangelo Baio. That's right. And he's, yeah, he's crazy. He's like that, too. Yeah. Savants. Savants. That's not us. Yeah, for the rest of us, we have to work for it. Yeah. Right, we got to practice. We got three chords in we the We got to practice, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we said that around here, they knew four chords. What's the fourth one? What's <laughs> <laughs> the fourth one? What's the fourth one? I have never seen that one yet. <laughs> um, so Fire Creek. I want to know what... Where did that name come from? What is it? What is? I, I need to know where the origin of Fire Creek came Yeah, from. so I was kind of like, hurry up and find a name, right? Um, me and Marty had did a CD and put it out there. We need a title for it to get it pushed through, you know, for media and all that. We had to have something for it. And I'm thinking, well, it's recorded in Swartz Creek. Let's call it Swartz Creek. And like, no, that's not. I don't got that much pizzazz to it. Like, all right. So I was thinking, I come up with a bunch of names, and Fire Creek is the one that just had to stick. You know, ask a couple friends of mine, like, yeah, that's cool. I was, all right, we'll go with that. So I called the place that was doing your CDs, call it Fire Creek. Spell it with a K because there's a copyright on it. There's already a movie <laughs> called Fire Creek. So you got to do a K instead of a C. You know, it's the only way you won't get in trouble. Because believe it or not, every single name you can think of for a band, please, it's been used. Yeah, it's yeah. About. just about, yeah. That's the way it was when we tried to find our podcast. Like, well, we got Carpet. Name this I thought name. there's a band named Carpet. You can't come up with anything. <laughs> I, I thought he had named it because where we always went up, we would go up to uh, up north and ride dirt bikes and go hunting and stuff and where his camper was at was like the, in this creek and he always had a fire there and I was like, is that why you named it Fire Creek? And they told me and I was like, oh, that's what I thought. I think that is kind of but where yeah. the fire part came from. Oh, thing. Yeah, I think he's like, well, I did kind of think about that too though afterwards or during thinking about it. But yeah, it's kind of funny because it kind of tied into what we do outside of the band. Yeah. Out of about 15 names, that was the one that wasn't used if you changed the letter. Yeah. <laughs> also like the backwards K, I like that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And I think I had that CD float around somewhere. You go. Yeah. So I guess that leads into my So you guys are recording. Yes. Re you are recording. Right now we're at Fire Hyena Studios in Saginaw, Michigan with uh, Chris Lewis Engineering. Man, he is good. Fire Hyena. Fire Hyena Studios. Chris Lewis is the engineer there. Uh, I'll tag them in the, uh, the post. Unbelievable. Yeah, He's pulled really the best out of us. I mean, this next one we got coming out is going to put these others in ridiculous shame. We already got two out. 
Oh, so you, you have two CDs out yeah. already? Well, one's a CD, the first one, and then we didn't do CDs for the second one, because nobody has CD players really anymore, so it's just on social media. It's just oh. called Fire Creek Self-Titled. I thought you were going to say, oh yeah, we put it out on uh, uh, cassette. Yes. <laughs> oh, Finally! Uh, the second one has 20 tracks on it. 20 tracks? Yeah. Wow, that's a... Mark's on a lot of those songs. Yeah, I think I was on yeah. most of that one. <laughs> Just a handful of those songs. Yeah. A lot of that was done in the studio. But yeah, this this next one is a 10 song. And, uh, I think y'all like it. Okay. What is, uh, what's your what's your guys' biggest song? Right now, Hold You Again. It's been played around the world, different places. Not a whole bunch, but hit and miss here and there over the years. It's been out two years now, I think. Hold you again. We'll play it tonight for you. All right, right on. I want to hear that. I think it's been closer to three years. It's been out. 2020. I look at the days every day. 2020, yeah. Oh, 2020. I keep it playing on my phone so we can get some. I was actually sitting around a campfire about a year ago, and there was a bunch of young people there, and they got a Bluetooth on the tailgate, and that song was playing. I'm going, oh, they're doing this semester, right? Who played that song? Oh, yeah, about 20 years old. I did. I said, you know anything about that song? She said, no, I just got it on my playlist. I like it. I goes, well, that's a band called Fire Creek. Oh, okay. I said, well, I wrote it. She goes, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. And had people there that knew me. I said, yeah, it's actually his band's song and stuff. She's like, really? I said, that made me feel good. Right. I was like, younger people are listening to it. Right on. So pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool to get out the, you know, get the music out for the, for right. the younger, you know, younger crowd. It's hard to get on mainstream radio. You know, because you, awesome. you got TikTok now, and, you know, you got all these social medias, and people pick up all this music and stuff, and they're like, okay, well, I like this one, we'll just, you know, say that or whatever, you know. But that's, that's kind of cool, though, that she did that. I had some buddies of mine, they were down in Myrtle Beach, they said they heard it on one of their radio stations a couple of years ago, and I was like, really? Because I didn't know we could get on the regular mainstream, but somehow it did somewhere. Kind of hit and miss, but. I feel like I had part of that. Yeah, you did. You played it. Yeah, we played it. Yep. <laughs> so what would you say that uh, your sound, uh, what, what kind of band do you think you've had? The, are you country? Because you sound like you have some twang in your, in your, in your voice. So we I, got the one full album of 20 songs. It's kind of more of like a folk rock, John Mellencamp style, I guess you'd call it. Okay. Actually, uh, Bernard Terry. He passed away. Uh, we recorded with him. Hold you again was done in his studio. Okay. And uh, he sat me down because I want to do a full-on rock album. You know. He goes, man, I want you to gear something towards female listeners. Well, that's what sells. You know, let's let's be, you know, let's think about this the right way. And think about how you're gonna write this album. He goes, bring me a bunch of songs that's geared towards a female listener, and is in the next album we'll do a rock album. So I just calmed it right down. I was like, let's do some John Mellencamp kind of rock. You know. Kind of cool it down a little bit. So that was that album's idea. So that's a little on the softer side. Our first one we did was, you know, straight up classic rock. So we got like a blues rock, classic rock, southern rock, all intertwined in one. It's all of our influences, every one of us. Right. And we all put our little, you know, two cents in Mark, and he comes up with all of his own drum beats. Everybody does their own idea, really. <laughs> yeah, that's what's cool about the band is like everyone. We're all into the same music, but everyone's core inspiration is something a little different, I think. So when um, you have different people bringing main ideas to the table, not every song sounds the same, and it gives us more of a variety, I think, right. in our originals. So it's pretty cool. And now, now we're being real grassroots about it. So we got our practice room, and we can sit there and, you know, new song we're working on. We can play as long as it takes, and everybody can start 
nitpicking it and making each little part even better and better. So now when you go into a recording studio, guys like Chris, they expect excellence. They want your time down. They don't want to screw around with you. You better have it together. And uh, well, he's pleased with us. You know, he says, "You guys have been rehearsing. You're not coming unprepared. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome." That's a thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, it's not good for anybody to waste time. Right. You know, it's in expensive. That situation. It's expensive yeah. for him too, really. In a way, you know, he doesn't want to be, you know, whatever. He's Mark, he'll get in the studio there. I mean, one or two times per track, he'll have it nailed. And Chris's eyes, he's like, "Wow, man, where'd you get this guy?" Good job, Mark. Yeah. There's a couple of keyboard lines. There's a couple of keyboard lines. Me and Marty have been every three days to do one note. <laughs> one note. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good. Sometimes, though, I don't have um, a made-up idea for the solos, so I'll improvise in the studio. Like I like to do that sometimes, so sometimes that takes a couple more takes. But I'll uh, do like five of them and then listen back, and I'll like certain parts of them, and then sometimes try and play it and put them all together and play that. Um, so that. Then I maybe am taking a few more takes, but if it's like a rhythm or something practiced, I usually have it down the same two takes usually. Yeah, I feel like it's a pain in the ass. You're sitting there, you know, playing, and then all of a sudden you come up with a solo, and like, oh, that sounds good, but it never sounds the same. What's really bad is when you sit there and work on it for three days, you go in there and, and you turn around and go, you can do better than that, and you're going, uh-oh. I've been playing on this for three days, and i got to come up with something in 30 seconds. You can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. So we touched on it. Uh, you guys touched on it a little bit. Uh, what what are your guys' in, like individual? I want to hear from the people who haven't been talking that much. You get to have a, you got thirty minutes. Oh, yeah. I want to know what your influences are. Okay, so I was gonna bring that up. Like I'm not like I listen to all genres of music, but I'm definitely like a R and B like kind of girl, and that's like not this band at all but getting to sing like stuff that i grew up listening to and like know a lot of is like really fun but i'm definitely an r&b girl at heart and then i know like tom like he listens to like funky stuff yeah well like, i'd be a bassist to i'd be a bassist to kind of i don't know i well i grew up listening to my dad it really got me a motown this to a lot of motown so my feel is kind of more like that and i love funk music and yeah, but classic rock is fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, I listen to a lot of different genres of music, but I mean, look, I'm not really doing it now, but I played saxophone all the way through school. I took piano lessons as a kid. Yeah, so there's a lot of different, I don't know, I just love music. There's a lot of different things I, I like, I guess. Yeah. So I, well, you said you played saxophone. Though. Yeah, like currently I don't really do it, but I, I, I played saxophone all the way through, and I played Barry sax when I was in the high school band. So, so. Yeah. Nice. That was fun. Have you seen Lost Boys? No. Oh, okay. Has anyone here seen Lost Boys? <laughs> okay. All right, so there's this scene. This, this dude, he's, he's shirtless, and he's just jamming out on the saxophone and stuff like that. We need we need to have a, a music video. Like you're just shirtless playing the sax. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I actually I like the saxophone. Like, you know, I, I didn't appreciate um, the opportunity I had in public school to play the saxophone because... Yeah. Barry saxes are thousands of dollars. I'm never going to be able to afford that on my own. The only way I was ever able to play that was because it was a school-owned instrument. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, I kind of regret not taking more advantage of that, really, because I can't get my hands on stuff like that now, really. You know? That's sad, too, that the... I don't know. Like, I wish that schools would put more thought into the arts as they would in sports. Yeah, you know, fair enough, or well, 
Yeah, sports, yeah, you're comparing, I would compare it to sports, you know, but like, I don't know, that's a different discussion, I guess. There. Yeah, because but I, You know, you have a bunch of kids that are going to go to auto shop, and there's a bunch of kids that will make a living as a mechanic, but not as many kids are going to make a living as, like, a musician or something right. like that. But you're absolutely right, you know, the arts should get as much attention as sports do, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, and it's also therapeutic, too, and it grows you creativity, well, that's creativity. I mean, yes. the biggest part of playing with a band, I think, is having is like listening to the musicians around you, and that's a, a skill that is kind of learned. And for me, yeah, and I, w I went through that from fifth grade all the way through 12th grade, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's that's a long time. And like in high school, in the band, I think in Owasso was where I was at, it was like 112 members or something like that. So that's a lot of people that you're getting along with and playing music with at the right. same time. It's kind of Amazing that a uh, band instructor was able to get that many teenagers to be on the same page with anything, really. Yeah, plus being in a band's like a family, you know, like, you know like all egos aside, you know, you guys are just a big family, and you know, working for a common Not nobody's even, better than anybody, you know. Not even like a band, like I've dealt with people like that, and it, it just it really hurts me really bad. Yeah, and the cool thing about Tom here, he's uh, actually. He can read music or he knows music. He knows oh, notebooks. So whenever we put something, it helps out a lot in studios. I'm like, what do you call this when we have this little pause? What do you call it? Quarter pause? There's a name for it. What do you call this note? What do you call this music theory? Because the engineers want to know what the heck I'm trying to do. And he's like, I don't get you, Brett. This makes no sense. And what do you call that, Tom? Well, that's called a Beethoven dead end. He goes, well, you're doing classical. I don't know about Beethoven. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what it is. And he goes, well, when okay. he's in the studio, he, the, he needs to know what the key is on everything. Yeah. And he needs to know what the count yeah. is and stuff like that. And sometimes when you have, like, an artist, it's it's difficult to, like, uh, tell someone who's very technical thinking. Right. You know, <laughs> what, I mean, that helps, what their art is. That helps a lot, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well, you saved us a bunch. I can't read music. He's probably throwing a couple songs away. He's like, this makes uh, no sense. I do remember one time. Time will make it make sense. Well, I do remember one time showing up at the studio. And I tried like, to start yeah, music there. There's no way. I, I tried. I know rhythms. I, I can read rhythms. I can't mm -hmm. read, like, I, I don't know the notes. I don't know the notes that well, but like I know like what each symbol means. Yeah, like that's... TTs and my tatas. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> you, would have to, you, would have to, you would have to give me a part like a day ahead of time to learn something at this point in time. But like sight reading is a real skill. Yeah, and not a whole lot of people really have it. Anymore. TGs and Tatas are like kindergarten. Yeah. Like. Hey, listen, listen. I don't care what age you are. Any guy will tell you TGs and Tatas. That's what you live by. That is what you live by. <laughs> Music and, and just in life. Teachers and taught us. Someone needs to have a band made that. For real. Man, they've had a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When I first met Brett, I think I listened to like a lot more heavier stuff, maybe like Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold. Like I was probably seven, 17 when I met Brett, 16 or 17. Yeah, so a lot of heavier stuff. But I always. It's funny because the stuff I listened to wasn't what I was playing. I always liked playing more of the bluesy stuff that felt like natural to me. And uh, the classic rock and things like that, that's what really felt natural and like the most fun for me to play. And that's kind of what Brett was coming up with when I met up with him and he showed me these songs he had and uh, the rhythms he had. So it already like um, gelled with my playing style. And I got like, I used to be terrible at playing solos like back when I was first starting guitar. So I got one of those looper pedals and I would just practice and I always do the like blues uh, loops were like the easiest for me to solo over. So I'd just sit there for two hours sometimes in my living room and 
and play along with the loop and just improvise and see what I could come up with. So like when I met Brett, I'd already, it's like I was already practicing for that, I guess, but I know it. Uh, and then as, um, as I kind of got older and was playing, like I, Leonard Skinner is one of my all time favorite bands now. And, and just uh, to watch documentaries on, to listen to, and, and how like how good and tight those guys were for such a big band, I think that's really impressive. So three guitars. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. also like a lot of other. I mean, there's there's a few bands that have three guitars, but they they were amazing. Right. Yeah. How about Hatchet? Well, to that point, right, me and him discusses like, well, we're gonna have two guitars, man, which is not too bad, but you know, three, like you're saying, man, you gotta learn volume control, learn not to step on each other, know when your your time to shine, not blend in. But so we had, you know, a year of just grueling on purpose, you know, trying to throw each other off and do different little volume tricks and stuff. And you know, we got it pretty well dialed in. So that's really important. Man. If you're playing live, I mean, you see one guitarist always louder than the other, doesn't know how you know, it is. The sound man doesn't help sometimes. <laughs> I think you paid the sound man off, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, and my influence is uh, absolutely starting with Elvis Presley. Hell yeah. And then uh, <laughs> ACDC and you know, right on up the list. Now it's kind of like dialing back more the traditional side and going kind of like blues and Eric Clapton's really hit me and Toy Caldwell from the Marshall Tucker band, I love him. Kind of getting really going back to my blues roots as far as rock blues type thing. Yeah. Allman yeah. Brothers, things like that. And back to what Vardy was saying, like how he like listens to something but like plays something different. I'm definitely like that too. Like I listen to R&B, but it's like I'm definitely a classic rock singer. Like. I went into Swartz Creek Idol seventh grade. I was singing My Girl. I was singing um, like just like stuff like that. What's up? I'm still standing, like songs like that. So it was like all the old stuff. Well, we noticed like from the from the karaoke, like with your music, what you sing. It's all the old stuff. It's like oh, she's kind of got an old song. Yeah, I it's, love it's singing cool. old stuff. Yeah. I was surprised when you wanted to sing Black Velvet. Dude, like that I so hard. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it was your idea, wasn't it? It was it was Brett's idea. Oh, I thought it was your idea. But then I was like, I know, but I knew she could do it. I started. To, I was like, Brett, there's no way that I'm gonna sing this song. Like, I cannot do this. So I went home and I'm like singing in front of my mom, and I'm like, Mom, there's no way. So here's and the thing. And I just start it. yelling it out. And this would made like, it even harder on her. That that song's recorded half step down. Oh. So in 440 makes it even more difficult. Yeah. And uh, Chris Lewis, he goes, you trying to kill her? I said, not, not on purpose, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm, like, in my house, like, trying to sing it. And I'm, like, this is absolutely crazy. So I get into practice, and we start singing it, and it's higher. And I'm, like, okay, I guess we're doing it. So I can do it, but. <laughs> but hey, you can do it. I can do it. After after learning that song and knowing I could do that song, I was like, okay, if I can do that, I can probably do it. So she did that, and then all these doors started opening for me. I'm like, oh, I see Nancy Wilson. Okay, here we go. <laughs> started writing stuff down, and she's over there, just like, oh my god. Yeah, me too. Pat Benatar, like, I was like, there's no way I can do anything. And then I I sang Black Velvet, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna try all of these. <laughs> yeah, I've really discovered my voice since I've been like, even in the what past half a year, six months, my voice, I feel like, has, like, well, gone crazy. Music, you know. Yeah, honestly, like, I thought I was, like, I'm low, I'm a low singer, I sing guy songs, like, mm -hmm. that's all I'm gonna stick to, and, like, no, but. What's, like, working out, like, like, 
you know, you can't push yourself unless you actually, you know, put on more weight. So, you know, see what you you can't get better unless you, you know, try to, you know, take on more. Yeah, which Chris, man Chris got a hold of her and it was on. You, oh you make her, you make her sing one sentence for three hours. No, yeah, literally. <laughs> I'll just do get it perfect. Sound like this. Yes. Yeah. But it's actually really a lot of fun in the studio. That's the first time I've been in the studios with the band. Yeah. And it's absolutely like one of the most fun things I've ever do I've ever done. Even though we're just sitting in a room for forever. It's so fun, I think. That's cool. You guys gonna like? I mean, branch out more? Wait, no. I want to know what before we get to that. <laughs> we're not gonna let this guy slide by. Oh, no, yeah, no. we're not gonna let Mark. Because I want to know what Mark's Mark, yeah, Mark's Mark. Mark's inspirations and set the timer. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, uh, my father was a professional musician. Oh. World, world class. Not on the drums, uh, but I always had music around the house, and he played all kinds of things. He was actually uh, playing as, as a kid in theaters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, it's all you know Frank Sinatra or big band stuff, and, mm -hmm. and uh, so I had that influence. I could, you know, I heard that, uh, but I never picked up his instrument. I just somehow gravitated towards drums. But uh, probably the first really big influence on me was the Beatles. And still is. Uh, and from there, Motown. Yeah. Um, I love classical music, especially strings. Uh, can't get enough of it. Um, I like Fire Creek Live. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that impressed me about Brett when I, uh, you know, we first met on the construction site. Yeah. He was in need of a drummer at the time. I guess uh, we just talked shop for a while, but then a short time later, I, I get a phone call, man. My, I got to be in the studio in two days, and my drummer quit on me. Can you help me? I was no. <laughs> two days. You know. uh, it's all original stuff. But uh, you know, we've had a relationship ever since, and it seems like everything he does, he's getting better and better at his songwriting all the time. Yeah. And there's some. Some stuff that was good, especially uh, uh, some of his ballads, just they got something to them. Right. Uh, but they're all pretty playable. You know? And the people putting in on it, I think they're, they're doing a good job. Well, that's so, good. That's a good thing you guys like each other. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. I've been in bands where I, we didn't like each other much. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a bonus, though. I did one of those for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, one of the members sitting here, Randy. Yeah. Randy's my buddy, Randy, there. Is that why he's been giving you evil eyes all night? Oh, yeah. Plug oh, <laughs> for Randy. Really good rock band in the 70s. Really good. Wait, I want to know more about Randy. What do you play? The guitar, play keys, play bass. What band? Awesome. <clears throat> the band's called Anthem. Anthem. Yeah. Cool. And later we resurrected one called Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, and scared off a lot of potential people that wanted to get into the band until they heard us live and they said they didn't want to be in our band because they couldn't do that. 
our bass player is somewhere is in Nashville now. Not sure where he's at, but anyway. That's you know, we're still tight and we're going over stuff that we're working on in the studio. Wow. It changed it. So. I, I, I'm curious about your, your dad. Like what, what you said he's a professional musician, but what else does that entail like for him? Uh, he and his two brothers were the only harmonica trio of brothers in the world. And uh, my dad's played with the harmonicats. Uh, they, they did all kinds of things. Uh, they played all over. As they were, uh, when they were kids, they used to do some of these vaudeville shows and like the Three Stooges were doing a stage act at the time, but they did shows with the Stooges. The three, the, wow, yeah, acts uh, with the Three Stooges. Yeah, because vaudeville then, it was a theater and all kinds of acts. They had somebody there, you know, spinning dishes on a stick and yeah. dogs <laughs> jumping through hoops and uh, if you stayed late enough, they'd have a stripper on or something. All right. Yeah, you never knew who was going to be in there. Okay. <laughs> they just get up as a three-piece and play harmonica as kids. And uh, eventually got to be really good. Like my dad and, and one of my uncles were both rated in the world, some of the best on their instruments. So, but what was, what, did they have a name? What was their? Uh, our last name is Sternod. Sternod? Sternod, uh, which throws everybody, they go, you misspelled that. So they went with Strand, Strand Brothers. Oh, okay. And uh, they pretty much worked with everybody. Uh, they, they've uh, uh, done things with like Jimmy Durante, Gordon McRae. Wow. Didn't you say I think uh, they were actually booked on uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Wow. Mark, didn't you say he was personal friends with Willie Nelson's harmonic player? I can't remember his name. Mickey Raphael. Yeah, they were hanging out. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They all know each other. Yeah, it's a small club. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they actually went to Willie's uh, get together there and jammed with him. And, and my dad, and my uncle's not knowing much about Willie. Yeah. Oh. Get out of the bus. And, yeah. <laughs> they knew, they, knew, they, knew, they didn't know Willie. Um, they actually went to the thing dressed in tuxedos. And I said, "Ain't nobody there gonna be in a tuxedo. They're all gonna be high and uh, in ripped off jeans." You know, so, right. Slamming down some beers, you know, and they didn't do that. You know, so, but they were a big hit, everybody liked them. Right. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, like any kind of music. So. Are, these still, are any of them still around? Like your, no. your dad? Or, no. no, they're all okay. My condolences, but that's really awesome, though. You come from good stock. That's good. Good <laughs> <laughs> music stock. Good stock. So now my question was, are you guys going to like branch out more, like open up, or like maybe get on festivals or something? We're open for everything right now. We're uh, yeah, taking whatever anybody needs help with, uh, open break or hire. Oh, you hear that, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> so all fire creek. What, get way out there. Where do you guys uh, usually do your gigs at? Like where? Like what? We've been around Genesis County uh, right now, you know, testing the waters and everything. We're doing everything from open mic nights. We're at Cascades. That last Saturday, uh, that was a, a kind of spur of the moment. I got a call. What was it? Two thirty, three o'clock. Hey, band canceled. Can you get your band here in the next two hours to play for four hours? Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I called everybody. We went up there and we nailed it. Got lucky. And they want us back, so we did a good job. We passed the audition. 
What was the name of it? Cascade Lounge. Cascade Lounge. Cascade Lounge. Cascade Lounge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was talking to some places up in Grayland. They're going to try and get us on in the summer. Okay. You guys, uh, other than those, do you guys have any, like, uh, recurring places that you go to? Not right now. No? Okay. Right on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, uh, I'm looking at my cheat sheet here. Uh, <laughs> so what are, your, what are your plans right now for the band? Like, what do you get, what are your plans? Well, start playing out. Yeah. You know, getting out and just I think shaking things up, shaking this town as best we can, and getting involved and playing where we can. Yeah, he was, we were in and out, like they were in and out singers, and so it was like, it took me a little bit to like learn the set list and everything, but like we're definitely ready to like start playing and playing and playing and playing and playing. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Well, just, the album is, I mean, we're still finishing up the album, we have over yeah. in the studio, so. It'll be out in the next month or two, probably. Yeah, that's awesome. So your next, so your next album's gonna be coming out in the next month or so. Does it even call it an album anymore? It's all social media. Digital. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I don't know what to call it. Is it even an album? <laughs> LP. I don't know. Ten songs. I can push that. Ten singles. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is it gonna be on all platforms? Or? Yes. Oh yeah. Make sure we promote the heck out of it. Yeah. We'll play a couple songs off. We'll definitely help you with that. Yeah, definitely. We'll help you promote it. Okay. Yeah. We'll play some for you too. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, I wear I wear a little bit of jewelry, so um, a little, a little bit. Uh, so I want to open it up to the crowd here. What uh, does anybody have any questions for the band? No. Any questions? No, none. None. Can we go back to um? Yes. <laughs> so we were talking about how um like sports and like connected to the music department and I just want to say that I was really fortunate in the aspect because Sports Creek has such a, a great like theater program and you were talking about how a band's a family but it's not even just a band it's like your theater club is like a family or choirs a family like whenever you're in something musical everything is like so connected and it's definitely a family there too. I feel like spending time like more in Swartz Creek, like because you know one of my good friends is from Swartz Creek, and you know now I'm, I'm like I'm seeing like there's a lot of people that I know. Like we were just talking today um, about a guy that went to school with him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I know him. He was on you know such and such, and I I know his band and all this. Well, he came from Swartz Creek, and I'm like, wow, wow, Swartz Creek, you know, brings out good people, you know, like good artists." And I see yeah. it every day. It's because of like the program and the high school is like so perfect. We haven't in and out like theater like teachers, but other than that, like the program is really perfect. And you have the the new like facility too, and that theater is just amazing. It like has it's updated with everything, and it's really just amazing. I just I love <laughs> I love the theater. I love the theater. That's where I'm like originally from. Like. I've been singing all the time, but like, I feel like my place, place <laughs> for the past couple of years has definitely been theater on the stage in the shows. If you haven't seen a Swords Creek show, you guys need to go see a Swords Creek show, especially a musical. They're doing Beauty and the Beast in the spring. You need to go see that one. Yeah, it's a joint production. Your nephew's involved. Yes. Right? Yes. Who is your nephew? Carter. Carter who? Tempsey. I, I know a Carter. Yep. Is he younger? Yeah, 
Yeah. He's a uh, junior. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Travis, by the way. Yeah. He's, our, he's our cameraman and our yeah. producer. So. Shout out to Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but that production that's coming up is between the middle school and the high school, so yep. all of those kids that are involved in the bigger program are going to be in that show. That's awesome. So. Speaking of the Burton Beat, I think I'm the only Burtuckian here at the table. Burtucky? Uh, I, lived in, I lived in Burton for like yeah. three years. I grew, I grew up in Burtucky. I didn't grow up in Kentucky, but I lived in Kentucky. I live in Swartz Creek now, but Kentucky. That's where I'm. Yeah. I'm originally from the pier. So that's that's where you got your accent from. No. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> my, my family's from Kentucky, and I lived in North Carolina for several years, and oh, so okay. it never dissolved. <laughs> that accent's gonna come soon because we got a guy that works from North Carolina and. He keeps working around me. That accent, I'm gonna pick it up. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I will. But anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I'm originally from the pier, and uh, but I've been in Kentucky for well, three years. And Since I've known you. Flint. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically Jackson County, though. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a Davisonian, so. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to say much, but uh, hey, what are we doing Davis for? Come on now. Everybody calls it then, Davis. We're Davisonians. That's what the, yeah, we're, that's what we're called. Nobody calls it Davis. Davisonians. Davisonians. Lapirinites. Lapirinites. No, they call it Lapir Sucks. Lapirinites. Oh, well. It's all right. We still like you. It's like a library. State championship for what? Football? Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I, that was in 1952. Because <laughs> Davison, Davison pretty much outbeats everybody. So. Davison's like sports are different. Really good. Yeah. yeah. But I recall Davison that I blew people away on the track. You run? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Not anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever seen Mark do the splits on stage? I yes. I have, unfortunately. Oh, too. You got the flip block, right? Which explains Jefferson County Flint. You got the motors or vehicle city sign. You yeah. got Grand Funk Railroad. You got the Viaduct and the names on it. This should be a staple of Flint. Mark doing his stage splits. Stage. I'm telling you, man, it's like part of Flint. Oh, you should maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, we'll, 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 we'll put stage there. We'll make sure, I'll make sure that I'll put a little clip we'll on, edit a Cody little clip on YouTube. <laughs> you got Cody Dawg's grand fun, you have Mark Dawg's clip. I don't want a corny dog there. after that. I want to see it. He has to reinforce his pants so they don't split. <laughs> Every time I've been out, you see this guy do this big disco. It's okay, man. He's like John Travolta. Mark's here. Well, see, it's it's not duct tape on and the outside. Pants. It's duct tape from the inside. So, like, I, it's it's really uncomfortable for him to sit right now. But like, when he when he goes and does his dancing later, it'll it'll all be worth it. I don't know. Skinny jeans? Yeah, They're called skinny jeans, Mark, not make you skinny jeans. Hey, oh. <laughs> no. But, uh, no, that's, uh, <laughs> back to you guys. <laughs> no, um, I don't, I don't think I really have anything, uh, else to ask them. Do we have anything else to say? Can I put a little plug in for a friend? Yeah, put a plug in. I'd like to put a plug in for my friend, uh, 
And a lasso guitar. Bruce Winch and his wife, Rachel Winch, for all your guitar needs. Very skilled in the trade. If you need anything to do with guitars, lots of guitar. Right. Guys, you're okay. here first. Here's Fire Creek. Yeah. 
How do these so-called local media companies claim to sell you a website and a digital platform? But did you know that when your agreement ends, they own your website and your digital platform? Not with in-house media. We build and design websites, logos, and radio and TV ads, trademarks, and more. And when we're done, you own all of it. We also provide web hosting, tech support, SEO services, and so much more. When we're done, the site is yours. The trademarks are yours. Don't get your head caught in a corporate cluster. Work with somebody locally right here in Genesee County. Online at inhousemediaofficial.com. In-house media. We're in the business of building business.